0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Um, so exploring the, uh, the notion of beliefs as you're working with some of these hindrances, especially at this point we're talking about restlessness. Um, dropping in a question. Uh, what's being believed right now? And not not um, trying to figure out the answer, but more opening to what might, be, what might be there, what might bubble up as you just drop that question in. Let it show itself to you. It may or it may not. It, it may not. And if it, if it doesn't, just go on. Just go on with your day. Um, and yet, at times, when, when beliefs are below the level of our conscious awareness they are taken as truth. And when they are seen as belief, there's, there's at least the recognition that, oh, that's a belief. I mean, sometimes the belief bubbles up and it's like so ludicrous that the whole thing can fall apart. Much of the time the belief bubbles up, and it 's like, "Oh yeah, I believe that, <laughs> yeah, I really do need to get this done, or whatever, whatever you know the kind of belief is i 'll see if I can come up with some exam- other examples in a minute." Um, so, you know, so here you're, you notice some kind of belief coming up. And if you can just acknowledge, okay, this is being believed right now. Believing this needs to get done. That's what's going on right now. You don't have to, much as you don't have to, like, tell yourself to stop judging yourself in the moment, but just, oh, this is what's happening. Judging is happening right now. Often when beliefs bubble up, sometimes people try to convince themselves to not believe it. Especially if rationally, sometimes rationally we can see that belief is, is ridiculous. And yet some part of our system actually is holding on to it. And so to try to you know, use our rational mind to say stop believing that. You don't need to believe that. It's fighting with that part of our system that, that does believe it at some level. And so what's actually happening there is believing is happening. And so if you can acknowledge that, oh, what's happening right now is that this is being believed. This, this, this idea that I have to get this done or, or that I'm a failure or that um, I need this thing or... I'll see if I can come up with some more in a minute. <laughs> so, so, you know, it, that, that that is happening um then like so I'll i 'll do it with respect to self hatred because that, that, that there were some beliefs in there you know i 'm no good um, i can 't do things well or you know i'm i 'm a failure, um, so the feeling of self hatred is one thing, and then there 's this belief underneath that i 'm a failure, and sometimes as i rec- as as those beliefs are recognized um there's different, like, levels of belief. Um, Sometimes the, it's not just you believe it or you don't believe it, it's like, Sometimes there's a weak level of belief or sometimes there's a strong level of belief. And so you can kind of just acknowledge, oh yeah, I be- I, I'm really believing that one right now. Or yeah, I'm not believing that one so much. And so you, you, you notice that there is a belief and how much you are believing it. And even if it's various, a very strong belief, acknowledging it as a belief at least takes it out of the realm of the mind assuming it's fact, so it gives a little bit of a door around it, a little bit of space around that belief for the mind to hold the possibility that, and maybe not. Um, so that, that uh, that's, that's a, a, an interesting practice to explore around, especially when there's stuff going on and it's like, I have no idea what's happening here. Especially, I mean, doubt, Confusion, restlessness; um, those hindrances in particular often are are related to beliefs. Well, so so is wanting. I mean, they they all have some kind of belief in there. You know, there's a kind of fundamental belief around wanting that is, I need this to be happy. Um, And so you you can you just you know just check in what what's being believed, and see what that does. In the whole mix of things, heard this too. So the question of, and how is this transformative? This exploration around noticing the beliefs. So once I notice the beliefs, does it go away somehow, or how how does this work? Um, what happens? when we open to what's going on with curiosity with interest with just recognizing oh this is what's happening right now the way what i'd say is basically the way our system works i'd mentioned a few minutes ago that you know this this kind of quivering in the heart that happens when we when we hurt somebody and that that's a good thing because it, it, it helps us to move away from hurting somebody. Well, what's going on when we practice mindfulness and begin to explore, um, you know, judgment and confusion and knowing, you know, oh, there's a belief happening in here right now. We begin to see how all that's connected to a feeling of contraction, of tension, of pain, essentially of, of suffering in our uh Experience all of the hindrances, including restlessness, including confusion, including doubt, including a kind of there's a kind of contraction around belief. That it that is when we really um, touch into it, it, it it the contraction itself is painful. And so, our system, what I would say is our system, our organism, is kind of. We're really lucky in that our organism is designed to want to move in the direction of well-being. And yet, the way our organism is also designed, there's a lot of uh, possibility for views, opinions, ideas, beliefs to kind of decide or think, oh, I know what well-being should be. And so... um, You know, so the idea of the belief, having this thing will make me happy. That being in the fantasy of the having that thing is obscuring the pain of the wanting in that moment. And so we are unaware, our system, our system is actually unaware that it's suffering around the wanting and it is completely bought into... Get that thing, then I'll get that moment of happiness. Because I've experienced that moment of happiness when I've gotten that thing. That's I know that that's the direction. Even though you know it's not very reliable, <laughs> you know that's that's all we know. That's the best. That's the best we think it's gonna gonna be. And so we are missing. We are missing the recognition of the pain of the suffering itself. Um, and so, what happens as we practice mindfulness with all of these things that we're exploring? Anything that is is creating reactivity in our system—beliefs, ideas, agendas, hindrances, reactivity—all of that is is creating suffering. And we've got we've created these strategies for trying to work with them because we we do we don't want to feel that suffering. Um, and the strategies are very short-sighted. I would say the strategies are going for the quickest way to get a little bit of hit of relief and are not like working on the longer haul or the longer the longer vision of what might be possible. Partly because we, we haven't had any... Um, there's nothing in our... In our Overall culture that really points us in a different direction. We're just encouraged to go in this direction of get what you want, get those brief moments of happiness. That's as good as it gets. But as we start bringing mindfulness to all of it, our system is getting a different kind of education. Our system is, and so it's it's like we don't have to figure out how to transform things. That our system is naturally, when it gets the information about, ooh, wanting hurts. Believing is contracted. <laughs> Clinging is painful. Then because we have this inner um, mechanism kind of to move in the direction of well-being, it's like our system begins to understand it how to let go of those and to release it. We have no idea how to let go of things most of the time. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we can, you know, as I said a few minutes ago, you might you might notice a, a judgment around the... The restlessness and be able to kind of say, well, oh, I'm not. Oh, there's there's restlessness and I don't like it. Let's see, maybe if I acknowledge it as restlessness is happening, what happens? And maybe the the judgment weakens or falls away. And so at times we have a capacity to um, to shift or change or transform or let go of something. But much of the time, and as we meet our really deeper conditioning. I remember sitting in the meditation hall just being in searing mental pain and 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 like i'd let go of this aversion if I knew how you know and i, I don 't know how to let go of this aversion it's and when that is where we are, what it 's being asked of us is to be with that aversion and allow the system to get its education and and it 's like the, the so, this takes trust it, it does take trust to trust that our there 's some wisdom in our uh, being that wants to move towards well being at one point Gill said there 's like this biological imperative for freedom we have in our system in our being and and I think that that biolog- our biological imperative for for towards freedom begins to function in a a very different way as we explore mindfulness. Instead of our ideas about where, what we've been trained, what we've been conditioned to think about where happiness comes, that's obscuring a whole different pathway to happiness that our system can find its way to. And that's a lot of the trust that we move towards in our practice, to trust that it's enough to be mindful of it. And the release, the transformation will happen in its own time. We don't get to pick (laughs) how long it, it takes. But it does transform. That I can tell you for sure. Thank you. Um, I don't know that I'll get to the second part of your the the, uh, the part about with people. I'll address it if I don't do that now. I will address it some point tomorrow. Hopefully, you'll be here at some point tomorrow. We can address it then. Um, so, when we're suffering. as I was saying we want to open to it to um, allow our system to recognize the pain of that suffering and there's a kind of a transformation that will happen because our system wants to move in the direction of well-being and any time there's suffering I would say any time there is suffering um there 's uh, a way that that suffering is kind of a combination so, oh, so let me let me step back again, so like with wanting, with attachment, because that 's where the question came from um, um, some part I mean if we think we need to get rid of wanting you know it 's like oh wanting 's happening, I need to stop wanting, I need to get rid of that wanting. And I certainly felt this around aversion when I was noticing aversion. I kind of felt like, wow, this is aversion. What I need to do is find the edges of that aversion and take a scalpel and find a way to, like it's a tumor, and I need to cut it out and throw it away. You know, that's kind of what I felt about my, my anger. I thought it was wholly bad. And, uh, and yet what's going on in there is that there's, there's some piece of that reactivity that is connected with something beautiful. So I'd say all of our reactivity is kind of a tangle. It's a, it's a, it's a kind of a mixture or a kind of a messed up tangle knot of a response in the world to, you know, things are impermanent, they're unreliable, they're uncontrollable. We want things to be a certain way. You know, we like these things. We want to hold on to them. We're frustrated that we can't. We want, we want to feel things a certain way. And so there's this, this kind of, that's kind of a truth in life. You know, things are unreliable. They're uncontrollable. They're impermanent. And so we spend a lot of our time reacting to that truth. <laughs> a lot of our time reacting to that. And, and part of the reason we, we react to it is because in our system, deep in our system, again, is, is a kind of a, an underlying you know, movement of us a, of a, as human beings. We want to be happy. We want to be safe. We want to be healthy. We want to have ease in our life. This is metta. This is a wholesome movement of our hearts, this quality of wish, the wish to be happy, the wish to be healthy and safe. And what I'd say is that at at this point I'm I'm pretty confident that all our reactive emotions are at some level of mixing up of that wish to be happy, healthy, and safe and that things are impermanent, unreliable, and uncontrollable. That, that they come together and they've tied themselves into knots because we feel like if things are impermanent, unreliable, uncontrollable, how can I possibly be safe and happy and healthy? And so the, these, these two things, these, uh, I sometimes talk about this as like our, our deep wish for ourselves and the fundamental truths so these these fundamental truths and these deep wishes seem fundamentally incompatible and our minds rebel at that. And so that's where the tangle happens. And so all the wanting we have, all of the aversion is some kind of tangled knot of truth and love. And if if I had somehow been able to you know, excise that aversion for myself, you know, actually you can't do that because truth and love won't let themselves be excised. So they're tangled up. The tangle is the problem, not what the tangle is made of. The threads aren't the problem. It's the knot that's kind of where we get stuck. And those knots, I could say that it's gotten knotted up because of beliefs. <laughs> the beliefs have kind of, you know, created that tangle. And so uh, what the mindfulness does, at least my kind of one way to think about it is what the mindfulness does is kind of like it puts this knot into a, into a solvent where it helps to loosen the, the, the threads And then we, you know, so every time they're suffering, essentially there is a pointer, a kind of a a thread. There's threads back to these truths of, yeah, this is the nature of life. It's impermanent. It's unreliable. It's uncontrollable. And this deep wish for happiness, for well-being. And our heart begins to recognize that it can hold both. And so that wanting that we think, I need to stop that wanting, part of that wanting is a beautiful movement of heart towards wanting connection, perhaps, or, or that sense of, of you know wanting to be um, happy or well or safe. And that's a wholesome wish. So it's not that we want to stop that, but there is a kind of a tangle that it's gotten messed up with around i need it to be a certain way it has to be this kind of relationship or it has to be this result and so the the that's kind of how you know where the t- so those are beliefs right those are beliefs that are kind of creating this tangle and so the the mindfulness begins to point out for us in the midst of our clinging or craving or aversion it begins to help us to to tease apart the pieces of that mess that are the extra the stuff that is the sticky glue that's creating the knot and what's the beautiful part and what's the truth and so th- the same the same kind of exploration can happen around relationship you know that that there's you know there's a connection with somebody and a feeling of stickiness attachment and and yet the possibility of connection without that stickiness that kind of somehow neediness so it's you know so what i'd encourage is an exploration of the feelings without any kind of agenda of what part i need to get rid of because our system will help us to understand How to untangle that tangle. Again, it comes back to trust in some way. So it's nine o'clock. I hope that was helpful. (laughs) Thank you.